0: This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now. Here's Shane Wilbur.
1: Welcome back, NTL Sports fans, to another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber, glad to be back with you and ready to go for another great week. It's been busy times for NTL Sports here over the last few days. Of course, uh, we had district duels over the weekend. Uh, We'll talk about that and uh, recap the uh, occurrences from the Tawanda and Canton Warrior matches over the weekend. Of course, the uh, Canton Warriors uh, advancing on into the state tournament. Uh, We'll recap that match as well uh, coming up here in just a little while but we're also going to talk uh, NTL basketball as well we'll recap the uh, NTL standings as well as the district standings too and of course uh, get you previewed up and ready to go we've got a big one coming in NTL boys basketball coverage here uh, in the middle part of this week as the Canton Warriors and losing Rams get ready for round two uh, of their matchups Canton of course defending home court in uh, early January with their first matchup and now uh, the action shifts over to Wyalusing, uh in the middle part of this week for that big uh, rivalry action coming up here uh, for the NTL small school. So both of those teams wanting the division, however, only one can have it and uh, looking forward to uh, talking with Coach Brent Kyes as well as Coach Kitchen uh, from the Canton Warriors to get a little preview on that one coming up here a little bit later on in the podcast too. Now I can definitely confirm uh, we will be talking with Coach Kyes. Uh, Coach Kitchen hoping we've got our fingers crossed that uh, we'll be able to catch him uh, later on uh, in this podcast episode as well Uh, we were talking uh, a little bit early on and uh, there might be a little bit of a schedule conflict but I think for the most part I think we are uh, good to go so I think we should have uh, Coach Kitchen a little bit later on too but hey regardless we'll fill it we'll make it a good time and uh, looking forward to uh, getting a little preview on that action as well so yes we've got hoops we've got wrestling we've got it all so stick around the NTL Now podcast continues we'll be back after this quick message from Circle W Sports
0: Growing up in a small town, it's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level.
1: Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches, where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports,
2: the new name in the game for high school sports.
1: All right, sports fans, welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Of course, as I said earlier, a big matchup this week in the NTL small school division on the boys' side. It's round two of Losing and Canton. Warriors winning the first matchup, well, coming up uh, middle of this week, it will be round two at home in the Losing gymnasium. And right now we are joined by Rams head coach Brent Kyes. And uh, Brent, thanks so much for taking some time here for a little preview action this week. Yeah, Shane, thanks so much for having me. Always great being on the pod. Brent, you know, I got to ask you, obviously, uh, you know, round one goes to the Warriors, uh, you know, the Rams this uh, week and this time around looking for a little redemption. I mean, what's been uh, the message leading into this one? uh, You know, knowing that, you know, your team kind of got off slow last time. Uh, Are you looking for a bit of a quicker start this time around?
3: Yeah, you know, um, first off, you know, all credit to Coach Kitchen and his guys. Uh, I just love what he's done with their program. Uh, I've gotten to know him really well over the last eight years. You know, a lot of battles with them uh, over the years, and they did the programs come so far in the time that he's been there. So all credit to him. Uh, his guys, you know, it was obviously a big win for them over at their place. Um, had a chance to go back, break the film down. Uh, wasn't really impressed at all with our effort level and just with just our execution. We turned the ball over a little uncharacteristically uh, in certain ways, Um, just didn't really execute well at times uh, and like I said almost even questioned our effort and energy uh, at times in that first game which is just inappropriate uh, so the message has just been really consistent since that game that was kind of the turning point for us uh, kind of got into the guys the next night at practice a little bit wasn't real impressed with the effort and energy uh, and like I said in the second half at can specifically third quarter um, we had a great practice a tough practice but it was a really good practice um, and and really uh came out and played really well against Sayre uh that next game that Friday. And since we have practiced much harder uh and then this week has just been um a little bit more of the same. We're trying to get into the guys, make them competitive every night at practice um, with some of the competitive drills we do. And then obviously tonight we'll spend a little more time um, doing some game plan stuff and, and getting ready for tomorrow.
1: You know, Brent, what I love about both of your teams is the fact that uh, they're almost mere images of each other. Both uh, very senior heavy, both a lot of experience. I mean, that's got to play a factor in, uh, you know, kind of uh, praising to your team and kind of emphasizing look, we can't make mistakes. These guys are, you know, just. Just as battle-tested as we are.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool in the NTL right now. This senior group that's come through, uh, almost uh, not all, but almost every school um, coming through has kind of a senior laden uh, mix of kids and kids that have been playing each other since they were little. Coaches that have known each other since the kids were a lot younger. Um, and, and yeah, their personnel is it's it's weirdly similar to ours in some ways. And you know, and uh, their guys know ours. We know theirs. And uh, like I said, I I really have enjoyed watching their program progress and and you know happy for their guys with all the success that they've had in in multiple sports so over the last few years um but yeah uh, for us i definitely feel like you know, we when we push ourselves, we have you know good teams uh, come into our gym. Um, you know, it's definitely gives us a little edge, and I feel like we definitely play better when we have a little edge. We we have something to prove. Um, you know, we'll talk a lot about X's and O's tonight, and we'll 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 make sure we're ready for Canton's X's and O's, and kind of what we think they're going to do, and and we'll prepare for what we want to do. But at the end of the day, our guys are going to go out and have an opportunity to make plays, uh, and, and their guys will have the same opportunity. And, and we'll both battle and whoever you know, whoever can make some more shots and get to their stuff a little bit better will we'll obviously have a chance to, to be on the right side of it.
1: You know, something I love uh, about uh, Canton uh, overall is just, you know, the fact that this year, I think, is like the first time in a while where they've had two guys on the inside who can actually be very consistent scorers. I mean, Isaiah Nimzik's been a kid who's been kind of growing uh, right before our eyes over these last couple of years, but I think, uh, you know, Caden Williams has really come into his own as, uh, as a senior this year as well. I mean, I mean, how do you defend two guys like that who can give you problems on the uh, interior?
3: Yeah, they're both incredibly difficult to defend. Uh, you know, obviously going to spend some time discussing that tonight. Um, you know, we'll try to come up with a good plan for it, but they make it. They don't make it easy on you. Um, you know, Caden. Caden really started seeing some development from you know from my perspective there a couple of years ago. He he had a really nice uh playoff game over at Troy against us in the district semis a couple of years ago as a sophomore. Uh but in my opinion, he might be the most improved player in the league and that's that's not saying that he wasn't good last year um, or the year before. I mean, he was already good, and he's that much better. Um, he has a really unique way of finding his way around guys in the post. Um, you know, his footwork is really good in there, and he finds ways to score. Um, and Isaiah has just gotten a lot more aggressive. Uh, Isaiah has always you know, certainly been talented, um, you, you know, and I, I just felt like sometimes um, – you know, maybe he wasn't aggressive enough for what they wanted, and, and now he's incredibly aggressive. And yet, yet to find him early in the possession, you gotta you gotta find him in transition and stop the ball when he has it on a long rebound. Uh, and you just got to be ready to guard him, like I said, early and throughout the possession. Because if he has any daylight, he can knock it down. If you're not helping, if you're not in gaps on drives, he's gonna drive it by and, and get to his. So they it's gonna take a full. It's not gonna be just whoever guards those two guys or or whatever. It's going to be a full team effort regardless of what we're doing defensively if we're going to be successful guarding both of those guys
1: you know Brent earlier you mentioned that uh, the first matchup with Canton was kind of the turning point to your season Uh, what is it you see differently now as this team has kind of grown up and matured here over these last few weeks
3: that's a great word for it. Like, you know, for a senior laden group, I just wasn't really impressed. Like I said, with our ability to have consistent effort, we have great kids. I, I love each and every one of them. You-, you know that you've seen me coach them now for years. Uh, I just never, that was never a question. I just didn't feel like our effort level was consistent enough. And I really just didn't think we practiced hard enough consistently. Um, we wouldn't, we wouldn't really hold in and lock in on a game plan. Um, to the level that we we need to if we're going to be successful at the level that we want to be. you know, in, in, in these, some of these bigger games. So we really went back and kind of relooked at some things with how we practice, and uh, I kind of changed a little bit with what I'm doing in practice plans, and, and just uh, and then the guys have just held themselves more accountable to getting there and just really, um, you know, going to work for the hour and a half or two hours that we're there. Um, but I think the biggest thing I've seen is just a, a just more consistent effort and energy. And when you have when you're fortunate enough to have some talent and some some experience and guys know situations they kind of know what you want to do offensively and defensively. you got to hone in on it. you got to sharpen it, and I think we've been able to do that as the years progress. But really, you got to consistently get energy out of them. It sounds simple, um, but it's not always the easiest. It's not always a simple task for coaches. So that, that's been our biggest thing, and I think since that can game, we've been a lot more consistent in how we've played.
1: You know, and I think what uh, I really like about your team is, you know, I think basically, you know, you know, you can look at uh, like a Grady Cobb or a or Blake Morningstar, you know, you know – what you're going to get, you know, out of those guys. They're going to give you the kind of that offensive production night in, night out. I think a really big X factor for you, though, is Isaiah Way. And, you know, for Isaiah, you know, I've seen games where he looks really polished inside. The attention's there. He's ready to go. And then I've seen games where, you know, once if he struggles early, things unfortunately just don't go his way uh, for the night. So, I mean, do you kind of have to pull him aside and say, look, you know, you could really be our, our third factor here Uh, If we want to make it not only uh, for for this Canton game, but also uh, for potentially a a deep postseason run, too. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Isaiah is a huge part of what we
3: do. Uh, Unfortunately, he had to miss some time there, middle of the year. took him a little bit to kind of really get back in stride because he was playing really, really well in December. um, Was shooting the the crap out of the ball and just, like, really was scoring whenever he wanted to. Uh, Was in better shape than I had seen him in past years, really getting up and down the floor and rebounding for us. Um, Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, uh, you know, with Zay is just keeping him engaged and he's been he's been awesome as a senior he's even taken on some kind of leadership role and and really his leadership qualities have really come out it's been really fun to see uh you know he's got a great relationship with us our coaches and, and our kids that we we just need him sometimes to be a little bit even more maybe aggressive getting to the basket he's really quick um sometimes you know maybe he'll shoot if he's not shooting it really well maybe he needs to get himself going in transition or getting to the rim and then that that makes that next shot easier. So, you know, that's something we work on. Um, But yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't, you know how we do things. I mean, we try to be as team oriented as we can be. We don't look at one guy or another guy as more, you know, offensively capable as another, we want to get something out of all seven guys that we consistently play. Um but yeah, if we're gonna be successful the Wednesday night, tomorrow night, if we're gonna be successful in the district playoff run and, and potentially even um, you know, in state playoff games, we are absolutely gonna need Isaiah uh and uh, you know, the other guy, Grady Blake, you mentioned Abe Bennett had a really nice night the first night against Canton. Um you know, and, and Hunter, Kashan and Nolan come in, and they all are capable of scoring. We need everyone to do what they can do if we're going to beat a team as good as can.
1: So, Brent, let me ask you this then. Uh, given all that you've seen, the growth of this team, do you feel like this team ha- has played its best basketball yet, or is it still to come? I mean I certainly hope not. Uh you know, I haven't there hasn't been one night
3: where afterwards I felt like, man, for four quarters that was the best wide losing basketball team that we can put out there. Um and we've had some good nights, um, but in our in our big, big games, I haven't felt like we've seen 32 minutes plus of really, really our highest level. Um, I think we're playing better. I think we've played well at some games. We've had some big wins with this team. You know, um, Elk Lake was a big one for us, non-league. We got Athens at home. It was a good win for us. Um, We've been in, you know, so many games, um, you know, with with good teams. And we've been through battles. I I don't think we've played our best yet. I, I truly believe... The one thing I like about where we're at is I do think we're battle-tested not only this year but in previous years and the experience in the postseason, the last couple, and I, I really think that, um, you know, whatever you throw at us, we're, we're going to be ready. That doesn't mean, you know, we're going to make shots and it's going to go our way, but we're going to be ready and we're going to be ready to battle uh, for whatever we have in, in store for us.
1: All right, Brent, so you've got round two around the corner. Obviously, all eyes are on the uh, small school division as well. Both you and Canton have pretty much uh, paced that division uh for our, or for uh, the majority of this season so far I mean uh, you know what is the uh, keys to success uh, for Wy Lucing to pull out this win uh, once round two comes around with the Warriors
3: yeah, so I mean, I said it a couple times. Um, our effort's got to be more consistent than it was uh, over at their place. Um, so that that's going to be that's going to be number one. But then two, they throw some different things at you defensively. We need to be prepared for that um, and, and prepared to get to what we want to offensively. And, and we think we will be. Um, we want to get the game. Um, you know, played the way, you know, to our strength. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing everything we can to do that. And then you mentioned their guys, you know, uh, Caden and Isaiah uh, and Cooper and, and uh, you, you know, some of the other guys that they bring in there um you know we're ready for their personnel so are we going to be ready to defend them as a team it's going to take all five bellows had a good game against his first time as well fouls kind of really unselfish makes him go we're, we're going to have to be we're going to be ready to guard their guys uh we have a plan we're going to go put it in place and then if we play with consistent energy and effort we'll, we'll have a chance on our home court to be successful tomorrow
1: all right, Brent Kai is the head coach of the White Lucing Rams boys basketball team. Thanks for taking some time this week here on the pod. Uh, we'll look forward to, uh, you know, coming over to Ram Country, seeing this big one go down on uh, Wednesday night. Definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, Brent, go practice up with the team, and uh, we'll look forward to a good one coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, Shane, thanks so much, man. We're looking forward to it. Head Coach Brent Kyes there from the Wyalusing Rams. Big thanks to the coach for joining us here this week on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, uh, don't forget, uh, hopefully a little bit later on in the podcast this week, we'll be able to talk with Head Coach Brock Kitchen from the Canton Warriors, kind of get his side of this uh, week's preview, as well as uh, talk some Canton Warrior basketball as well. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to have that coming up a little bit later on. Now, for those of you tuned in here to the podcast right now, well, I uh, just want to to remind you that this matchup with Canton and Wylusing, it will be live on Wiggle 100 coming up. 7:15. Uh, expecting to have our uh, varsity tip-off uh, on Wednesday night. So definitely uh, join us for that. We'll have it live, Wiggle 100, wiggle100.com as well. All right, so let's keep the podcast going this week. It's time to dive into some NTL wrestling talk. We had district duels over the weekend, state wrestling as well. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a little bit hang tight we're back with more after we thank some sponsors and we'll be back right here on the NTL Now podcast
0: Endless Mountain Bracing Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League parents don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured let the experts at Endless Mountains and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993 That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Bracing Mobility in Troy.
1: There's always those nights of the week when no one in the family wants to cook. That's when you go to Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu packed with delicious food items. Everything from Alfredo to chicken parm, even pizza, pasta, prime rib, and so much more. Call Jimmy's Park Hotel today for your takeout orders at 570-673-8777. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton, open daily at 11 a.m. And like their page on Facebook for daily specials. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Yes, I must say, I definitely do enjoy me some Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. And well, let me tell you this much hey, Super Sunday pack coming up this weekend. That's right. You got plans for the big game. You need some food. Listen to this that Jimmy's has going on for the big game coming up this weekend. Hey, you've got a sheet pizza, one topping. 18 wings, folks. 44.95. Okay, so again, check that out. Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. Sheet pizza, one topping. 18 wings. 44.95 uh, for the big game this weekend. Or you know what? Maybe you are also one of those who knows that uh, you know you're looking for some place to take your special person this weekend. You got Valentine's on the horizon too. Hey, stop into Jimmy's Park Hotel. They've got their special Valentine's menu rocking out all weekend long. Friday. Saturday Sunday and Monday for Valentine's Day too so something else to kind of keep in the back of your minds as well uh, for Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton again 570-673-8777 so yes definitely uh, give them a call as well all right so now that uh, I've taken care of Jimmy's Park Hotel because well Jimmy's takes care of me I definitely find myself dining there quite a bit Uh, let's dive into some uh, NTL wrestling discussions from this past weekend folks it was a busy, busy day on Saturday down at District Duels. Of course, the Canton Warriors find themselves coming out as the third place team uh, at District Duels. They had a very quality matchup to start as they got the rematch with Montoursville. Now, of course, this past Tuesday, uh, Montoursville would come to Canton and down the Warriors uh, in their home gymnasium. However, for Canton, of course, that night, unfortunately, they were without uh, Riley Parker and Mason Nelson in their lineup. Uh, Those two guys definitely uh, made a nice difference for Canton uh, into district duels uh, this past Saturday. Uh, both Parker and Nelson uh, picking up wins in that uh, duel uh, with Montoursville in the quarterfinals. Parker, a major decision winner over Ethan Wanner, Mason Nelson uh, coming up with a fall over Gavin Fouquarson, uh at the uh, 285 weight. So yes, both of those guys uh, definitely came in and uh, made their presence felt in that matchup. Uh, some other big things I think uh, coming out of this past Saturday, uh, Canton's Hayden Ward now coming uh, kind of uh, in a little bit of descent uh, on his weight side where now he gives Coach uh, Wesneski some options uh, at 145 or 152. Ward would actually drop to 45 uh, in their uh, quarterfinal matchup with Montoursville. He'd come away with a fall there. So that really uh, helped Canton get out to a big 12-4 lead. Of course, uh, to start the matchup uh, with that one, that was at 132. Uh, Sakers would take a major decision loss uh, to Blaze Vogel. Uh, Blaze Vogel, I think, uh, one of those kids at 132, He's going to be in the mix come postseason time uh, for districts and regionals. So that's a kid to keep an eye on. Uh, Hudson Ward though he had a nice win uh, over Owen Kleinman uh, with a fall there at uh, 137 then of course Hayden Ward as I said with the fall at 45 and then Bailey Ferguson uh, made it a pin party uh, for the Warriors as uh, they had three in a row there with Ward Ward and then Ferguson with the fall over Josiah Shans up at 152 a little side note for Bailey Ferguson uh, he found himself pretty much wrestling up uh, for the entire weekend down at duels at 152, 160. I'll tell you what, I really love the aggressiveness Ferguson had this weekend. Uh, I don't know if uh, 52 is where he's going to be come postseason time, but you know, I think if he does end up there, uh, I think you know, uh, Ferguson really showed, you know, he, he's not afraid to go up. I think he showed that, uh, you know, he's got a lot of intensity, and you know, maybe uh, having that ability to just kind of go out, relax, not really have to worry about your weight might be uh, something you know that really benefits the Warrior Jr. But uh, yeah, it was really. Really impressed with Ferguson uh, for the most part for the weekend. I thought he had a really solid match uh, over the weekend, not only uh, in this duel with Montoursville, but uh, in all the other ones as well. Uh, then, of course, uh, another you know another great match I think for the Warriors in this matchup with Montoursville. Brennan Taylor with some revenge uh, this past week. Uh, you know he was defeated by Caden Frame uh, in their first matchup on Tuesday. Taylor comes back though; he avenges that as he gets an eight-five decision win over Caden Frame, and that really just pushed the Warriors out to a twenty-one four lead. And you know, given the fact of what Canton still had to come, you know, I I was pretty much uh, you know in uh, kind of a mode where man, you know, as long as Canton just goes out and takes care of business, they're really uh, you know gonna put this one on Montoursville and well that's exactly what they did I mean we went to 189 uh, Riley Parker comes away with the major decision over Wanner uh, Connor Davis unfortunately uh, you know he he was defeated by Cole Yonkin Davis got the fall over Yonkin uh, on Tuesday in their first matchup Yonkin returns the favor here with a decision win over Davis Nelson though gets the pin at heavyweight uh, for the Warriors and then uh, Lyle Vermilia who uh, another warrior who I thought had a really good day Uh, for Canton in this uh, one as he gets the uh, second win in uh, as many days over Ryan Aguirre, the uh, six-pounder for the uh, Montoursville team. So Vermilia gets the 8-2 decision, and then uh, after that, it was pretty much, uh, you know, uh, kind of – Good matches, I guess I want to say, for Montoursville. Obviously, uh, state winner uh, Brandon Wetzel at 113. He gets the tech fall win over Colin Landis to bring the match back to within 34-18. And then uh, David Kennedy, another kid at 120 pounds. I think that's another one uh, you're going to hear his name called quite a bit coming up uh, with postseason time around the corner. I think he's due uh, for a pretty solid run here this postseason at 120. And then, of course, Holden Ward, uh, he gets the forfeit win at 126. So the Warriors polish off a good uh, quarterfinal win there over Montoursville as they get the win, 40-24. Then came the semifinals and a big showdown with the Montgomery Red Raiders. And uh, for Montgomery, uh, you know, coming out, kind of getting – Uh, That first win from Caden Fink, uh, that was huge uh, for Montgomery as uh, Fink gets the decision win uh, over uh, Hudson Ward 6-3. That gets Montgomery out to a 3-0 lead. Canton then bumps away from uh, state number one at 145, Connor Hare. Uh, Montgomery's got the 9-0 lead. Hayden Ward then gets the uh, major decision to get Canton back within 9-4, and then Montgomery uh, kind of uh, got two big wins uh, in that uh, matchup right there in the middle at 160 and 72. Devin Deem, another kid who's highly ranked uh, in the uh, middleweights uh, for Montgomery, he gets the fall over Bailey Ferguson to extend Montgomery's lead to 15-4. To Tanner Springman with the decision win over Brennan Taylor, 7-2, to, to extend Montgomery's lead to 18-4. To now, here's the point of the match where I thought things might turn a little bit for Canton because Riley Parker uh, was in a match with Colby Springman. Springman and Parker pretty much back and forth. Springman had a decent advantage going into that match, into the uh, latter part of the second period, into the third, and Riley Parker uh, hits a big move late. He comes away with the fall over Springman late in the third period at 544, brings Canton back to an 18-10, to and, man, it was like really – you just kind of felt Canton's momentum – uh, was coming back but Bradley Leon at 215 with a huge fall over Connor Davis uh, you know put the Red Raiders out to a 24 to 10 lead and then uh, after that uh, you know Nelson Vermilia and Landis brought Canton back to within one but uh, you know from there it was uh, Montgomery uh, getting the uh, win from Blake Snyder that was a big pin over Caden Miller to put Montgomery out 30 23 Holden Ward comes back with a nice tech fall Canton's back within two with one to go but uh, at 132 uh, Hunter Leet uh, comes out with the big major decision win over Ryland Saker so Montgomery gets the 34 to 28 win there in the semifinals. Canton then would drop down into the consolations where they would rematch with Tawanda for the second time this season. Warriors come out with a big 40 to 19 win there, and then uh, in the uh, finals for third place, uh, Canton would then face Warrior Run uh, and defeat the defenders by a score of 39 to 25. And in Canton in this matchup, you know I think you could really tell uh, after the Montgomery match, Canton came out with a lot of fire. Definitely not wanting to be deterred from qualifying for states as Canton would go off and uh, really take control of this matchup with Warrior Run. Canton would win five of the first six bouts In this matchup with Warrior Run, Hayden Ward would get a fall, Bailey Ferguson a decision, Riley Parker gets a decision, Connor Davis and Mason Nelson each with falls uh, to get Canton out to a big lead. So after the first six matches, Canton was out to a 24-3 lead. Uh, From there, Cohen Landis, Holden Ward, and Hudson Ward would all add wins to uh, help secure the win for Canton. But uh, even in some defeated efforts, uh, there was some, uh, you know, really good wrestling action in there. I, th- I think, you know, for for Canton, you know, for some of those kids not to be uh, deflated. Warrior Run, uh, a very underseeded 13 seed, uh, they've got some really good kids in their lineup. Caden and Cameron Milheim; those are two kids you're definitely going to hear about coming up postseason time. Those kids definitely put on a show, and uh, for this uh, entire weekend, and uh, those guys really good. Uh, Samuel Hall had another great weekend for Warrior Run as well, but. You know, for Canton, a third-place finish there uh, at uh, District Duels. I don't think, you know, they were very disappointed. I think, you know, if they go back and think about it and uh, probably look at the tape a little bit, maybe there was some things there. Maybe, you know, they get uh, one or two uh, maybe extra points against Montgomery. But for the most part, you know, just a solid overall uh, District Duels tournament for Canton. Now, of course, Canton would then, find themselves on to the states we'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit but uh, let's take some time go back and uh, recap the Tawanda weekend uh, down at district duels of course Tawanda would pick up the win over Milton on Wednesday to qualify for the quarterfinals uh, down at Milton uh, on Saturday in uh, Tawanda's first matchup, they would actually uh, match up with Warrior Run in the uh, first quarter final matchup. Tawanda, unfortunately, they're just unable to find any more points uh, from a previous matchup that they had with Warrior Run as the defenders down the night's. 45 to 18. Uh, You know, As I was talking earlier, Caden Milheim for Warrior Run and Cameron Milheim, they get Warrior Run out to a great start uh, in that quarterfinal matchup. Caden Milheim with a pin over Riley Slater. Slater, of course, he's been one of the more impressive freshmen this year here in the Northern Tier League. Riley Vanderpool for Tawanda, he bumps up to 145. He gets a decision win to get uh, Tawanda back within 12-3. However, from there it was Warrior Run who would Win uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of the next eight bouts uh, to pretty much uh, put this one out of reach. Uh, Warrior Run was ahead of Tawanda one thirty, or excuse me, thirty nine to twelve with two to go, and uh, you know, for the uh, the Black Knights, they were just already down and uh, knew they were heading to the consolations but for Tawanda in the first round of consolations a nice bounce back for the Black Knights as they would match up with a South Williams sports squad Tawanda would come out firing in this matchup as the Black Knights would rip off five wins in a row to start this matchup Uh, this one started at 138 Vanderpool, Robinson Jace Gunther, Mason Higley and Bryant Green would all come away with wins uh, here to start this matchup actually of Those first five would be uh, falls as well as Vanderpool, Gunther, Higley, and Green all pick up falls. And Tawanda's out to a twenty-seven to nothing lead after the first uh, five bouts of this matchup. Uh, from there, it would be uh, South Williamsport, though, kind of turning things uh, back around in their favor as the uh, South Williamsport Mounties would come away with one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Five wins of the next seven bouts. 113 ended up being a no contest as there was uh, a double forfeit there at 13 but for Tawanda Spencer Jennings was the lone winner uh, from 172 on because uh, Brian Green would get the fall at 172 South Williamsport would get a fall from Landon Lorson at 89 Spencer Jennings for Tawanda gets the win at 215 and after that it is all South Williamsport all the way until 132 where Riley Slider comes away uh, with the decision win over Sam Person to uh, seal Tawanda's victory 33-24 but going into that final matchup. Uh, South Williamsport's Bobby Gardner at 126. He's the number one ranked kid in the state at 26 Uh, with the pin of Hayden Space. Brought South Williamsport back to 30-24, but uh, Slider able to shut the door, secure Tawanda's win, and they would advance on to the next round of consolations and unfortunately there for Tawanda that is when they would match up with the Warriors and Canton would come out and uh, defeat Tawanda by a score of 40-19. Warriors would come out and win six of the first seven matches in that one they were out uh, to a 28 to 6 lead after the first seven bouts Bryant Green the lone winner for Tawanda as he would get the fall at 72 over Brennan Taylor and then from there uh, it would be uh, Wyatt Stranger with a decision at 106 and then Slider and Vanderpool would wrap up the match with wins each at 32 and 38 but Canton would down Tawanda 40 to 19 to end the Black Knights Day In the district duels uh, tournament this past Saturday. But overall, you know, like I said, I think both teams uh, had some uh, definite highs uh, in that uh, district duels tournament. Canton obviously, you know, probably wishes things might have gone differently in the semifinals. But hey, you know what? They were able to uh, overcome adversity. They came back, bounced back, uh, defeated Warrior Run, and they were on uh, to the state tournament for Tawanda. Hey, great showing for the Black Knights. You know, I think a team that really. Grew up here as this season has gone on. Really looking forward to uh, seeing some of their kids come up uh, once the individual postseason starts. I'm really high on Wyatt Stranger at 106. Riley Slider, I'm curious to see if he stays at 32 or drops to 26. Uh, Riley Vanderpool at 138, I think, is a kid to really keep an eye on. Bryant Green, obviously, he's going to be somebody to watch at 172, maybe 160. And, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, I'll be curious to uh, watch uh, Mason Higley. At 162, he's another one of those freshmen that I think's had a really good year for Tawanda. So definitely uh, was excited uh, to come home uh, after that district duels performance by both teams uh, this past Saturday. But of course, uh, as I said, the Warriors will then find themselves on the way to the state tournament uh, earlier this week. Unfortunately for Tawanda, or for Canton, I should say. Uh, they would run into a very stout uh, Saucon Valley team who uh, coincidentally is actually number two in the state uh, behind Notre Dame Green Pond. And uh, for Canton, uh, it was just kind of uh, a night where uh, Saucon Valley uh, showed Canton why they are indeed the number two team in the state uh, for Saucon Valley. They would come out and pretty much dominate through the uh, you know first ten matches of this uh, matchup uh, overall, as Mason Nelson would be the only winner for Canton at 285, and that was by forfeit. So at 172, you had uh, Levi Pepper taking a fall from Jacob Jones. Riley Parker, uh, unfortunately, found himself being major decisioned in uh, at 189. Uh, Connor Davis was major decisioned at 215. And uh, from there, you know, they flipped around to the lighter weights. That's part of uh, Saucon Valley's uh, major uh, lineup here as Cole Hubert at 106. He's one of the uh, top 10 ranked kids in the state, as is Grog for uh, Saucon Valley at 113. But I think the, uh, you know, kind of the interesting storyline of the night was Ryan Crookham for Saucon Valley returning uh, to the Panthers lineup. Now, Crookham was injured in the kind of, not the preseason, I want to say, but he went to kind of like a tournament and invitational uh, earlier this season and unfortunately found himself uh, injured. Nobody really knew if Crookham was actually going to return for the Panthers this season, but uh, Ryan Crookham would weigh in last night. He would come out and get a fall over Hudson Ward at 138 pounds uh, to increase Saucon Valley's lead to 47 to 6. Now, if you don't know Crookham's backstory, he is a two-time state champion uh, from Notre Dame Green Pond, Uh where he was uh, state champion as a freshman and a sophomore. Unfortunately, last year he would transfer to Saucon Valley. So he was ineligible uh, for the season. And then uh, this year was looking for big things from him. But as I said, he got injured and last night uh, with that win over Ward actually ended up picking up his 100th career victory. But Hey, you know, for Hudson Ward, uh, you can come back home and say, you know what? Hey, I wrestled a defending state champ last night. And uh, you know, those are the types of matches you want. You know, you want to test yourself against the, the best uh crookham gets the win but hey ward he gets the experience from it uh, also last night, uh, Hayden Ward with another great match uh, for the Warriors. Ward would actually get Canton back on the board. He had a major decision win last night at 145 as uh, he would win 13 to nothing. And then uh, Brennan Taylor, you know, building some confidence as well as we uh, head towards the uh, postseason. Taylor last night with a major decision win as well. So uh, Saucon Valley, though, pulls off the big win over Canton, 50-14. Uh, to 14. So the Warriors' team side of things, Uh, is completed as uh, they were defeated last night but still plenty to be heard I believe out of this Canton team as we head into the postseason I think there's a lot of kids that uh, could really make uh, some noise once we head into the postseason I'm curious to see uh, once we head to sectionals uh, where the Warriors are as far as what guys are going to be in what weight classes you know, I think uh, some things to keep an eye on. As I said, you've got Hayden Ward now able to drop to 145. Will he be there come postseason? Uh, you know, you got Cohen Landis at 113, who I think's had a really solid year for the Warriors. And uh, you know, also uh, you know into the upper weights, you got Riley Parker. Does he go to 89? You know, now with uh, him being able to maybe come down to 72, will he do that? Mason Nelson, he's shown a lot of improvement up at 285. Going to be interesting to see there. Connor Davis, you know, the lone senior for Canton. He's had a really good year at 215. He's going to have a tough go of it at sectionals when you bring into the likes of Woodruff from Wyloosing, Sips from Williamson. You know, will uh Connor Davis uh you know find uh you know some Uh, Extra or uh, inner strength, or something like that. You know, maybe uh, he makes some noise at 215 as well. And of course, uh, you know, Brennan Taylor, as we said, he just had a really good uh, tournament over the weekend, uh, wrestled well against Saucon Valley the other night. You know, does Taylor continue some momentum into uh, this postseason, too? So I'm telling you, there's a lot of storylines coming into uh, this postseason for sectionals. Heck, I didn't even mention yet uh, Bailey Ferguson, who had a really good duels uh, tournament as well. I mean, does uh, Ferguson stay at 45 will he be at 52 you know I, I think he's going to be an interesting wild card as well. Uh, Going into sectionals So Oh man I am definitely ready For sectionals To come around And of course uh, Get ready for that Saturday February 19th At Athens Area High School Is where the uh, North sectional tournament Will be So Definitely uh, Looking forward to that And now Thanks to The power of uh, Telecommunication We've actually got Some bonus Coach action here On the podcast This week Been trying to track This guy down In the wrestling realm For a little while while but uh, finally this week uh, was able to do so. Uh, Let's welcome in a new head coach from the Wellsboro Hornets wrestling program Bryce Bittner here with us this week. Bryce thanks so much man for taking some time this week. Absolutely
4: Shane thanks for having me.
1: Hey Bryce you know uh, you obviously uh, came into this job a lot of accolades in the wrestling world. Uh, What made uh, you know kind of uh, jump-starting the Wellsboro program back up uh, something that you kind of took on as a challenge?
4: Well, um, you know, once I got hired at Wellsboro, um, you know, I'm originally from Central Mountain High School. Um, and we, we, you know, we kind of grew up and I was very fortunate to grow up in a community with, you know, uh, otherwise known as Matt town USA. Um, you know, we had tons of state champions, all Americans, you know, we just had this big wrestling culture, um, and it, and it dominated our area and it still dominates our area. Um, and then when I got hired here at Wellsboro, I came up here and, all of a sudden they're like, well, we don't have a wrestling program. Um, And and that was kind of one of those things for me. And I'm like, well, that just doesn't work for me. (laughs) Um, So, and I'm always, you know, the type of person that's always looking for a challenge. Um, You know, I started coaching football with Matt Hildebrand um, and I just started to meet some of these kids and I'm like, wow, Wellsboro has some really good athletes. Um, You know, I, I want to make, you know, I want to make a go at this. I want to try and see if we can do it. Um, And, you know, it was hard. You know, a lot of people were kind of, oh, well, it's a tall task to handle. But uh, you know, our first year out, we got as a club program, uh, fifteen kids. And you know, when I approached the board and Dr. Freeman about it, um, everybody was very supportive. And you know, we ended up having actually one of the bigger rosters in the NTL this year. But and it's something you know, a challenge that I've embraced, and I and I think the kids have really embraced is that you know we're doing something special here and we're going to get the program back and do it the right way. Bryce, you know, I got to ask you
1: this. I mean, did it even surprise you to see the uh, types of numbers that uh, you were able to kind of recruit out this year, given the fact that, I mean, it's been maybe three, maybe four guys just kind of who enjoyed the sport. And this year you were actually able to put together, you know, those big numbers, like you said, about 20 to 25.
4: Yeah, no, it it definitely was surprising. Um, You know, I, I always go into every situation with, you know the best possible mindset and thinking you know and you know we're gonna do great we're gonna get all these kids and you know not that people weren't necessarily at times negative but you know it's very hard when you haven't had a program here for such a long time and people have tried it and you know they're like oh well you may get like 10 you may get even at the start and probably lose 50 um and then all of a sudden when i got 20 to 25 kids everyone was like oh well You're going to lose them probably. You know, you'll have some drop off, which I think is true in in a lot of sports anyway. Um, But they never dropped off. You know, the kids kept working hard. They showed up every day, um, kept their grades under control. You know, I'm just, I'm really proud of this group and how we've all stuck together. And we're starting to already kind of build that culture. Kids are enjoying it. And, And ultimately, that's the most important part, that these kids are truly enjoying the sport and seeing all the benefits that it has. So one of
1: the interesting factors, I think, that played into your wrestling team this year, and you know, you don't want to single out a kid, but you know, obviously an eye-popping name after he'd spent so much time on the basketball side was somehow you got Isaac Keene to wrestle this year. And you know, the, the questions I always got were, man, how in the world did that happen? So you know what, Bryce? I'm going to let you kind of uh, handle that one. Uh, how in the world did you get Isaac Keene to go from the hardwood to the mat this year? I mean, was that just something where... He had wrestled before, and, uh, you know, you kind of just convinced him to maybe give it one last go before he graduated?
4: Um, well, you know, Isaac had previous wrestling experience when he was, um, actually when he was younger, in the elementary ages. Um, I guess originally uh, his family's over from the Bradford area, and, you know, wrestling's kind of big over in District 9 in that area. Um, and I, he had siblings that wrestled. Um, but, when, of course, when he came to Wellsboro, they didn't have a program. Um, and you know, so I don't blame him. He's an athletic kid. He's a hardworking kid. He loves to compete Um, you know, and they just didn't have it here So there wasn't really anything to keep him drawn to the mat So he seeked, you know competitive opportunities elsewhere and it was on the hardwood um, you know and He just decided to make the decision to to challenge himself and come onto the mat and I you know I give him props for doing that because after taking such a long time away from wrestling which you know kids devote you know in a lot of cases all year round to this sport and he ultimately made the decision um to come back which um you know I was very happy you know to hear that as far as having Isaac be a part of our team because you know Isaac's a very hard working kid um he's one of the better you know athletes that I've worked with as far as athleticism but also leadership and just how he carries himself so He's just a positive influence to any team that he's around. And and I was very fortunate to have him this year. Now, how do you see your
1: program kind of building uh, for the future? I mean, obviously this year, you know, it's your building blocks. It's kind of the uh, get it off the ground season. But I mean, how, how did you see your numbers, you know, from, from the youth down to like the freshmen, the sophomores and the juniors? I mean, are you feeling good, you know, about uh, what the uh, what the future can hold uh, not only uh, into next year, but even maybe three, four years down the road?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely am. Um, I mean, actually we only have, uh, three seniors on the squad this year. Um, so as far as, you know, the younger kids coming through, we have quite a bit of talent coming back. Um, our freshman class is, is pretty big. We have about six or seven kids in that freshman class. So there's some kids that have wrestling experience a little bit in junior high. Um, not so much elementary. There's a couple of them that do, but, you know, it's like I've told everybody, and I think everyone that's been around wrestling understands this, is that the elementary programs are key to building a program. You have to get kids interested, keep them around the sport, and make it fun for them. And that's something that I've attacked as well since I got here, um, is just, you know, kind of putting together this team culture and team environment. And this year, ultimately, we were able to get we have about 44 kids signed up in the elementary program, which, you know, for the small town of Wellsboro is pretty good. Um, you know, we have a great coaching staff coaching that as well, which is actually, um, our varsity staff as well, um, between Todd Webster, uh, Matt Pell and Andy Rendos. So, and then, you know, I'll help in from time to time and stop in, but, those guys put a lot of time in and a lot of hard work working with those kids and the kids love working with them. Um, the one thing, you know, we want to attack next year is junior high and to get more kids out for that. But, you know, wrestling is a very hard sport to, to get kids to do it because it's also, and I think a lot of coaches would agree. And just from uh, my wrestling experience, knowing this wrestling is a small community of people. You know, when you think of the broader aspect of the sport, you know, it, it's, it's such a, a, a helpful sport for life, but until you expose kids to that and and you know kind of show them the benefits that it has, it's kind of one of those like you really have to just get exposure. So we're trying to focus, you know, a lot of attention to the elementary program, and, and we've got a lot of kids and a lot of supportive parents, and um, the varsity guys are keeping right up with that, and they're loving it. And I'm just I'm really excited because now we're starting to finally see you know a, a family type environment where all the way through elementary to junior high to varsity and it's definitely looking good for the future
1: you know you knew this was going to be kind of a, a difficult season just from the standpoint of you know you're just getting this off the <clears throat> ground I'm curious for you you know even uh watching this team kind of grow and develop this year uh, what were some of the you know enjoyable parts of this season uh, you know just kind of being with the guys
4: well, I I think the one thing that has been really the most challenging and you know, I grew up and I was like I said before, I've been so fortunate enough to have the opportunity to wrestle for Central Mountain High School and you know, um PA Hall of Fame coach Doug Buckwalter and Biff Walliser, who who's a you know, NCAA all American and state champion and Steve Kraus and the names just go on and on. And one of the things that has been a, a transition for me is, you know, I, we didn't lose many dual meets in high school. It was just, it wasn't really an option for us. Um, but when you come here, it, it's hard on the kids, you know, because they're like, well, everybody's beating us up and, you know, we're losing matches and, but they're making improvements. It, you know, it's hard to kind of pick one individual moment of the year, because I think a lot of it for a lot of the kids is when they got their first win. Um, you know, just feeling that, superior feeling over somebody else, just knowing that, hey, I can do this. Um, you know, cause there's just been a lot of doubt and, you know, they're kids at the you know, at the end of the day. So seeing them get their first wins and stuff and get rolling, maybe have a little win streak going, you know, has been really great. But the other thing that, you know, I have to mention is definitely up there, um, was our first do meet win against Sarah. Um, you know, I, I it's been so long. I think actually, um, Ed Weaver looked it up, and it was like four or five years ago um, since Wellsboro's had a win, and that was a pretty special moment for everybody because, you know, it's been a long time since any headline has said that Wellsboro won a dual meet, and, you know, this year we've won three dual meets, you know, so it's it's been a very interesting year and a rewarding year, I think for me, as well as a young coach, because, you know, wrestling and even my coaching background at Central Mountain, it almost... You know, it seemed easy now looking at it, um, but this is kind of challenging for us all. And I think in the end, it's just going to benefit the kids and myself as a as a first year head coach.
1: You know, Bryce, I was just kind of doing a recap from District Duels over this past weekend. You know, you see teams like Tawanda, Canton have success uh, like that this season. And then, of course, you know, you've got uh, the postseason with sectionals and stuff here right around the corner. I mean, do you kind of, uh, you know, look at your team and say, look, guys, this is kind of where we want to go. And then uh, kind of preach to your kids on the other side of things, like with individual stuff coming up. Hey, you know, I just want you guys to go out, battle, and, uh, you know, let's just get some experience and uh, the more we get to that the more things are going to uh, kind of fall into place for us
4: yeah i mean and that's something that i've always made sure that you know i brought to their attention every team that we wrestled um <clears throat> they have quality coaches quality wrestlers um you know and i know i have a little personal connection with canton um with you know chris landis was my dad's teammate um in college when my dad wrestled for light coming so you know it's always nice to have a conversation with him and you know him and La two fantastic coaches offer great advice and support and you know i just kind of reiterate that to the kids that you know guys it's about mat time um you know it, it's the grind that's what wrestling is it's the fact that nothing is given to you it's all earned you know i tried to explain to them that you know those kids from canton that have been wrestling since they've been little they've had these goals and they just put in the work to do it in the weight room on the mat, outside in the classroom, you know, and it's just some of the core things about this sport that the kids really haven't had. Um, you know, even the the aspect of maybe cutting a few pounds or watching your weight, you know, is, is all new to them. It's all foreign. So I try to point out, you know, all these coaches and their teams and, you know, watching the way they coach their guys and the advice that they're giving them. And, you know, even if, Hey, if you go out there and get pinned, think about how that guy pinned you. Um, and how you can not, you know, get that hit on you next time. And I think it's very beneficial to have, you know, the assistant coaches that I have as well to kind of back me up on that and, you know, provide more advice and guidance as I'm, you know, kind of doing the coaching during the duels. Bryce, you know, as I said,
1: you know, we've got sectionals right around the corner here, about a week and a half away. Uh, I'm curious, you know, are, are there some Hornets that you know we should be keeping our eye on, who we might not have seen a lot of this season, but have improved, and uh, you know, might uh, actually give us, uh, you know, some buzzworthy uh, headlines coming up here in uh, about a week and a half.
4: Yeah, I mean, we have some kids that, I mean if I could describe my kids, it would just be scrap. Um, they just like to go out, and you know, I can never question their effort. You know, all of them are going to go out and give it everything, you know, that they have every time, um, you know, kids that have come a long way that I think, you know, many teams may look at now and just kind of go, oh, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, Alec Magley, who's at 106-13, um, he's figuring it out. He really is. Um, you know, he's it's it's been very fun to watch his progression through this entire year. Um, a kid who was actually even on the fence about coming out for the sport. And, you know, now he's loving it and he's starting to figure it out. I mean, even Isaac Keene is capable of anything. Um, he's, he's uh, I guess you could say a squirrely kid on the mat at times because, you know, one second you think you have him and, you know, he's pulling a bunch of angles and rolls and stuff and he can hit you with. Joe Brown and Justice Harlan are 215 and 285. They're kids that can surprise people too, you know, and hit some funky stuff. Um, you know, obviously, you know, many people know Joe Brown from his um, performance on a football field. Um, but he's also very scrappy in the room. He, you know, gives his best every time he goes out there and, and he's capable of anything. Um, but and, and that's the I guess the fun thing about coaching this group is, you know, they, any of them could go out and make noise. Um, you know, you don't really know, you know, Ryder Bowen's another young kid that is starting to put stuff together, has a lot of athleticism. But and it's very hard to single out some guys on our team because everybody's so inexperienced. As far as wrestling goes, but you know, there's a lot of guys on our team that they like to scrap um, and they give 100% effort every time they go out and it's been really fun to coach them.
1: Coach Bittner, I got to tell you, man, it uh, sounds like you've got things going in the right direction about the way you want them. And uh, you, know, you sound like the guy who's willing to put in that time and build this program to the future. And uh, that's all you can really ask of uh, a good coach. And uh, I got to tell you, I love the positive attitude you got and uh, looking forward
4: to seeing uh, what you build later on. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fun experience. And Know, I think there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to in the future. Head Coach Bryce Bittner
1: from the Wellsboro Wrestling Program. Coach Bittner, thanks again for taking some time this week with us, and uh, good luck to you, the uh, you know the uh, program building. And, of course, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at sectionals coming up here in a couple of weeks. All right, Shane, thanks for having me. Man, I love it when we can get some bonus action here on the NTL Now podcast. Seriously, uh, just got a text from Coach Bittner uh, a little while ago, and uh, we were able to just kind of piece that in here this week. So definitely glad uh, that we were able to catch up with Coach Bittner. And uh, like I said, hey, any kind of bonus action when we can get uh, live audio from coaches, hey, I'm definitely all for that on the podcast. I'll say that. All right. So I guess now that we've concluded some wrestling talk, it is time to get some basketball talk going again Uh, we're going to step aside here in just a little bit but uh, when we come back we're going to talk with head coach Brock Kitchen from the Canton Warriors that's right the Canton Y-Losing preview continues plus of course we've got your district four standings updated as well on the girls and boys side too all that basketball talk and more on the way after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast.
4: The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus, surrounded by endless adventure. Meet the faculty and current students, connect with your personal admissions representative, and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu.
1: You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton.
4: Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 and Saturdays 9 to 1.
1: The NTL Now podcast continues this week. Let's take a look now at some District Four basketball standings and see exactly where we have area teams sitting right now. Let's look at the basketball side of the boys District Four standings right now. In the Class A side, we've got North Penn Liberty sitting in the third spot at ten and seven on the season. One more win, they'll be an automatic qualifier for the district playoffs. In the uh, Double A side of things, Canton right now sitting a Top the 2A standings: East Juniata, Muncie, Wailusing, Northwest, and Line Mountain, rounding out the remaining five uh, for the boys side of things. Uh, Montgomery sitting at 10 and 9 in the seven spot. Uh, if Montgomery gets one more win, they will be an automatic qualifier. That's looking like a seven-team field for the double-A side of things. In class triple-A, uh, we've got uh, Troy right now sitting as the two-seed in the power rankings. Wellsboro as the three. North Penn Mansfield as the seven. Tawanda sitting just outside the top nine. Uh, Tawanda right now at six and 11. Still, though, with five games remaining in their schedule, if they are able to... To pick up uh, the five wins, they would then be 500 and qualify for the district playoffs. But uh, they've got a long road ahead uh, to try and get themselves into that playoff pool. But hey, you know anything is possible. So who knows? Maybe they will run off uh, those final five. All right, on to the 4A side, where Athens right now sits in the four spot. Lewisburg, Shamokin, Danville, your top three there in the 4A side of things. Mifflinburg, Montoursville, and Milton round out the 4A bracket. Uh, with the top seven there for you. All right, now let's take a quick scan over on the girls' basketball side of things. Was checking things out a little bit earlier on today as I was uh, kind of in the mix of starting to kind of plan out some postseason stuff. But uh, looking at the girls' side, uh, nobody in Class A. On to the 2A side of the girls' basketball standings right now for districts. Uh, You've got Northeast Bradford right now sitting as the four at 16 and three. Canton right now as the eight at 10 and eight and Wyloosing Valley just outside of the uh, top nine. Uh, as they sit right now at 7-11, and 11, uh, not really sure of their remaining schedule to see if they could get to the 500 mark. But uh, I think uh, with uh, a few games left, they might still be right on the edge. But anyway, uh, rounding out that 2A side, you've got Southern Columbia, Mount Carmel, South Williamsport as the top three. Northeast Bradford, as I said, sits at the four. Muncie, Millville, East Juniata, and Canton the bottom four in class 2a 3a side for the district four girls standings right now you've got bloomsburg line mountain and loyal sock as the top three Tawanda sitting at four at 14 and three troy sitting at five at 10 and five hughesville could be the lone remaining uh team to qualify as they sit at 500 right now they still need two more wins to become an automatic qualifier for the district playoffs. So as of right now, just uh, four teams automatically into the 3A playoffs. Troy at 10 and 5 uh, needs one more win to qualify. On to the 4A side, you've got Shemokin, Central Columbia, Jersey Shore, and Athens uh, right now sitting at the top four. Jersey Shore still needing one more win to automatically qualify. Athens is automatically qualified with 13 wins on the season. Uh, Lewisburg, and it looks like... Like the rest below uh, will not be able to qualify so right now it looks like the 4a bracket is just going to be four teams on the girls side as well so that's kind of where we sit right now with the district four standings so uh, on the girls and boys side remember you can go to the website piad4.net and uh, click on the standings on both the boys' and girls' basketball side of things to check out the up-to-date and uh, up-to-minute rankings uh, after the uh, week's action as well here, as those are usually updated uh, a couple of times a week. So definitely want to make sure you go ahead and check that out. All right, now that we've covered the District 4 standings, let's get back into NTL talk. And of course, as I said earlier, uh, we got the losing perspective from uh, Head Coach Brent Kyes on this week's big matchup with Canton and losing. Let's now talk with head coach Brock Kitchen from the Canton Warriors. Uh, Brock, you know, the uh, Warriors playing really good ball as of right now. You got a team with double-digit wins. I mean, is the, is the main thing this year with this team maybe the main difference is it's just confidence and belief that uh, this team is something special? Yeah. Uh, we got to be able to put four quarters
2: together is our biggest thing. I think uh, athletically we can play with most teams. Uh, we just can't take walls off. Um, and, uh, I think if we can put four quarters together, uh, we can compete with most teams that we're going to see every night.
1: You know, earlier I was talking with coach Kais and, you know, he's saying the praises of a lot of, uh, you know, your guys as well, you know, with, uh, Caden Williams having a great year this year, Isaiah having a great year this year too. Uh, what is it you see on film when, uh, you know, you game plan for why losing that uh, really makes you think, man, uh, we, we really got to play hard for four quarters.
2: Well, for, I, mean, I believe Kai, Coach Kyes is the best uh, pregame coach. He has his team ready to play every time. Um, best X and O's coach that I think we play against. Um, and I think it starts in the middle for them. Uh, we got to be able to control Morningstar. I thought him and Caden had a great battle the first game. Um, Caden was able to get a little bit more of an advantage of it. Um Caden and I, him and I sat down tonight and he knows that the ball's going to be in the same court tomorrow night. Um, um, he's got to be able to every minute that morning stars on the floor, he's got to be in there. Um, and that's where our focus has got to be first.
1: You know, when you look at this team overall and you go back and probably evaluate, you know, this whole team at its core, I mean, you guys have had uh, really good flashes this year and also moments where, you know, it looks like uh, teams can come back and make runs on you. I mean, are, are you emphasizing to your team that, hey, you know, in a game like this, uh, coming with why losing, this is a game where, you know, you just you can't have a letdown like that.
2: Yeah, that was the biggest thing. We, I mean, we broke down a little tape uh, uh, before practice tonight. And that was the number one thing that we said. We I mean, we cannot give them easy baskets off of turnovers. If they're going to score on us, it needs to be in good half-court sets that we play good half-court defense. And they were just able to execute a little bit better. We can't give them free points off their uh, three-quarter press or throw the ball away, especially when they're playing zone. Um, we got to be able to take care of the ball, first of all.
1: Are you surprised at you know how well this group has played together this year? I mean, obviously, you know you knew you had a special group, but have they even maybe exceeded expectations of what you thought could be possible this year?
2: Well, we knew we knew coming in uh, things were going to be slow because of football, and it, that put us behind the eight ball. So the team that I we were seeing before Christmas, I knew wasn't going to be a true reflection of who we were. Um, and I felt that after the holidays, if we could get everybody healthy and uh, uh, we could ride Isaiah having his hot nights, and now Caden is in great shape playing great uh, inside defense. And uh, Weston Bevels the last couple games has just been – he's been most athletic kid on the floor. And it doesn't matter who we're playing. And uh, he, I, he he is our wild card. If, if he can bring the intensity, which he does every night, um, I don't think there's many teams that can uh, match up with us five for five. Then.
1: You know, but, you know, you go into the five for five thing. That's great. But, you know, I think what makes uh, both of your teams special is, you know, I think you both uh, have a little confidence uh, in your bench as well. I mean, is this right here like one of those games where you just have to be trusting in the fact that whomever's out on the floor knows their responsibilities? Yes, by now. you know,
2: I mean, if you're, if you're out there when we only got three games left, it's because I trust you. Um, in a game like this, I mean, do I hope that I could play nine guys tomorrow um, to keep people, everybody fresh? Yes, but if it comes down to it that I only got a. If I have to play seven, that the ones that I trust, uh, especially those older kids, um, they've played long enough and they're in good enough shape that uh, I expect them to be able to get the job done.
1: Brock, I know uh, you know things are uh, against the wall timing-wise here for you, so I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, what is it uh, you feel uh, has to go right for Canton in this matchup uh, to be able to uh, kind of break that mold of uh, traditionally bad games at losing? What does this group have to do tomorrow night to make sure uh, you know the Warriors leave with the win?
3: It
2: has to start on the defensive end. That's the biggest thing we talked about. Um, When we've played two, three good quarters of defense, um, we have been in every game. Um, We got to keep the game close going into the fourth quarter um, because of our defense, and then – let the best team win uh, if, you know what I mean in the last two minutes I'll take my chances there
1: Coach I know it's uh, going to be a little nerve wracking over these next few hours but definitely looking forward to this one uh, in losing uh, coming up tomorrow night so should be uh, a barn burner for sure Coach I know you got to get rolling but thanks for taking a few minutes here to join me on the podcast this week and uh, good luck to you and the Warriors uh, coming up this week and uh, towards the postseason
2: Thank you very much and thank you Shane for uh, putting us together We we listen every week and you guys do a great job
1: Coach Brock Kitchen from the Canton Warriors boys basketball team. Always fun to catch up with him. Also want to thank uh, Coach Brent Kyes for joining us this week as well. The head coach of the boys basketball team at Wyalusing. Looking forward to their showdown coming up uh, tomorrow night uh, in NTL basketball action. As I said, we'll have that for you on Wiggle 100. Want to take a moment thank Coach Bryce Bittner as well from Wellsboro Wrestling. It was definitely fun to sit down and talk with him. Looking forward to see what indeed he will bring uh, with the Wellsboro Wrestling culture in days and years to come. Should be fun to see how that program goes uh, over these uh, next few years. Alright, also want to remind you, we've got girls basketball coverage coming your way on Wiggle 100 later this week as well. We'll have the Troy Lady Trojans, the Athens Lady Wildcats coming up on Thursday night, so definitely uh, a busy week of NTL high school sports coverage uh, to come your way on the radio side this week as well. All right, I want to remind you again, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, search NTL Now Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter as well by searching at NTL Now Pod. Remember, tell your friends to download us at Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and online at ntlsports.com as well. Always uh, enjoy uh, having any kind of listener feedback and more on all of our social media. Media sites too but with that i guess it is time to put a wrap on yet another episode folks want to thank all of you for tuning in to yet another great week time to get ready for uh, some big action this week we'll be back next week and recap it all again i'm shane Wilbur. have yourselves a wonderful ntl sports week go bengals for the super bowl remember this has been the ntl now podcast as always an exclusive production of circle w sports
0: Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.